Good morning, everyone. Chris Berryman here, your host of the Bringing Humanity Back Into the Business Show. In today's topic of the day, and I want it to be the word of the day, is fiduciary. Do we need to have a fiduciary mindset and principles within our businesses? Uh, from management on down to ownership to administrators, everywhere across the landscape of the business dynamics. Uh, so let's jump right in there. Um, as you guys may or may not know, if this is your first time listening, um, I've been working since I was 16 years old. Done a lot, seen a lot, and everything. And to give you a little background about where I've been and where I've been working for, I've been working for Fortune 500 companies to small mom and pop operations, everything in between. And my very first job was at McDonald's. I was crew chain over them for about three and a half years, loved it, uh, grew and molded the great minds of, of those people at that time and everything like that. And I really still today can remember how long it takes to cook a hamburger and a quarter pounder with cheese and everything like that. So still all that information still is retained in my brain after almost 20 plus years of not being there anymore. But uh, I've been around working at Outback Steakhouse to Target to Lowe's to Amazon. I've been in a lot of different places and I've seen a lot. But the one thing in a, in a lot of places that I have not seen or even have friends of mine speak to me about this is no one has a fiduciary mindset when it comes to either employee to employee, uh, management to employee, or even ownership to employee, or which that would be considered administration or even HR, uh, and that kind of thing. Where have we gotten off the track, so to speak, of that kind of mindset? The, the reason why a fiduciary mindset is so critical, I believe, uh, in this day and age, is if you're going to do the same type of things, like if you're an investor or a money market manager, or uh, a person who does a lot of finance work and everything like that, you're going to end up wanting to make sure that your client's money is where it needs to be to where it's going to grow and be a benefit to them because you're not out for yourselves, but you're working for them and looking after for their best interest. And I think if we can take that same kind of mentality and mindset and principles that that comes from the financial world and translate it to everyday business life, I think we will have a better way forward for what we are trying to accomplish in this 21st century age. Not only of technology, but basically to humanity. That's it goes right back to the name of the show. To bring humanity back into the business show. And I think that's a fundamental thing that we need to bring that back. I mean, every place I've worked at, 
for the most part, except for when I was really young and stupid and everything, I was I was always looking out for the other person, always willing to stick my neck out for other people. But when I realized I was not doing the right thing, especially when I was younger, I was always out for me, 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 looking out for me, and I'm only here to, to go from work from uh, 8 to 5 or 8 to 3 or whatever the schedule was. I just didn't have that ownership mentality to really want to end up growing and be a part of something bigger. That's why I had a big eye-opening experience. Probably it was around 15 years ago. If you guys are just turning in to the program uh, uh, today, because when I had that eye-opening experience and saw a lot of the things that I know I was doing wrong, and I seen what what uh, corporate America was doing wrong, I was like. You know what? This is what we need to do. I need to change my whole way of thinking and doing things differently to where it's going to be a win-win-win scenario. I mean, ever since I left McDonald's, I had kind of gradually gotten to that point. I was changing my thought process and doing things differently and everything like that. But like I said, 15 years ago, that's when I said, enough's enough. I got to end up changing things. And that's when I really started becoming a fiduciary to other people. Even though I may not have been in management, but I had, I had that management t- mentality to say, hey, I'm going to look out for you if no one else will. And I think it comes back to that thing that I've said many times before. We got to strike that right balance to where... We're still looking after the employees and investing the time in them and getting to know them as people. But more importantly, we're also going to end up having to run a business too as well. So we got to strike that balance to where we benefit both and and, and the scales won't be tipped to one side or the other. And if we can do that and get everything in perfect balance as much as we humanly can... I think that's what we need to try to end up not only emulating, but setting that example and duplicating that to others. We will have a better way forward if we start doing those kind of like-minded things that we want to see done to ourselves. And just like, like anything else, if you can put yourself in someone else's shoes each and every single day, you can understand where the other person is coming from. It's like the great book I'm listening to right now on audiobooks is by John C. Maxwell. Every, everyone communicates, but few connect. But how you truly connect with people will determine how you will be coming across as a fiduciary. And if you're a true, genuine person, that, that fiduciary mindset would definitely will be displayed and, and known throughout the business. Because the one thing I will never do is be kind of this two-faced, I'll, I'll be one, one, one guy at work, but something totally different at home. I just can't do that. And fiduciaries are not that way either, especially in the financial world. Because they're not going to end up saying, well, I'm going to take all this money and make sure you're making all the money that you want. 
And then if something goes wrong, you can't call them up and give give them the, cor- the correct same advice if you were at the office. They, they're that way and they're geared that way for the most part uh, all the time. And that's what I think we really need to get back to that is to say, hey, how can we be the same people to a certain extent each and every single day? And I know we're human. We're going to have our flaws. And by no stretch of the imagination am I perfect. I'm an imperfect person. I'm just like anyone else. I, I have to get up every day, put my shoes and socks on, and, and go to work and do what needs to be done. I'm, I'm no different than anybody else. It doesn't matter who I am or what I've been doing. It's how I achieve those goals and how I strive to get there that's going to determine where I go and what I do. Because I believe if you always do the right things, good things will come back to you because everything happens for a reason. But are we, like I said, are we really truly getting that point that we actually are looking out for other people? Because to me, it's not only the human thing to do, it's the right thing to do. Because if you can see someone who is struggling and not really, either not pulling their own weight or they're having a hard time or they just don't get a process or whatever the case may be, are we truly connecting to people to asking them, hey, how can I help you today? What's wrong? What's going on? And if we can, like I said, bring that, that that humanity part back into that too as well and get to know where they want to go and where they want to do and what's what's keeping them from being their best, I think that's going to be really critical and crucial to any success of not only individuals but teams that will turn into a community that will turn into a movement. And that's the way I see things. Everything should be done on a team, community, movement aspect and paradigm. Because the quote and mission statement of this show and of me and Jezreel's company is if I help you, you help me, then we help we. Even in my LinkedIn profile, it shows that right there front and center on my LinkedIn page. Because I, I thoroughly believe in that. It is ingrained in me. And I think if more people will start approaching business with that little bit of humanity mixed into what they are going to do each and every single day, those fiduciary mindsets, those ethical standards, those uh, great character traits that you're looking for in a leader will start to come out and shine and then the culture will not become toxic anymore and it will start to grow and thrive and then you truly not only feel part of something bigger from yourself but also you make other people feel like they're part of something bigger as well and they become needed and wanted and they feel that and they know that and they get they have that added value and if we can get all these intangibles all together and put them into one big 
uh, mindset and a goal, then I, I, I'm sure there's going to be so many companies that will just start running with it and taking off, and then it will just be gangbusters from there. <clears throat> because I don't want to work for a company who don't have my best interests at heart, who don't value me as not only a person, but more importantly as an employee, an asset to what they are trying to do, what they are trying to attain, not only on the revenue side of things, but more importantly on the production-producing side of things. Because there are many ways to the production and producing side that there's, there's so many intangibles that you got to have. This also, we understand that there's the metrics and all that kind of stuff. That's, that, that's standard. We got to have that. But what are the other intangibles that what we need when it comes to a fiduciary mindset? Do we need to go out of a way to help people and genuinely do that? Are we willing to lead by example and show people to do the same and help and have them get into that buy-in mode and say, hey, if Chris can do it, why can't I do it? And if we can get those things really fully ingrained into the culture of, of today's modern businesses, like I said, it's gonna it's it's going to create that momentum. It's just like I just did the uh, last episode on momentum. How do we get there, and how do we attain it? I say the more you get people to be involved, and more people get to see the commonalities and the common ground and things that they are wanting to achieve together, you will create that momentum. And the only way that you can stave off that uh, that momentum or kill it off is if everybody for themselves decides, nope, I'm I'm done, I'm. I'm stopping. That's how that momentum can get killed. Sometimes it might just take the one, but sometimes it takes many more people to kill the momentum. But to me, it starts with the one to create it. So if you create enough excitement and enough incentive and enough value of what you're doing, not only for others, but also to show within yourself that that's what you're wanting to do and be genuine about it, that is going to be so critical. Look at the great business leaders of today. Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, um, Richard Branson. They have brought some kind of intangibles to their companies at their early outset that made them now the, the great companies of the world. What had they done that's the commonality between each and single one of them? I think it's definitely about creating an excitement. Creating like-minded individuals to join on a vision that some people may not think that they see, but if they truly see it together, they can see that vision and goal, what they want to attain. And I know every company has a different culture, but culture can always be improved. Every company can be improved. Every mindset can be improved. Because you don't want to end up getting to that point 
that you climb that mountain, then you reach that plateau, and then you stop and you become stagnant. Well, okay, I've already climbed my Fuji, but how do I climb out Everest? Well, I have to get up, down off this mountain and go to another one. So the more that you are willing to climb up and move forward and always move that direction, that's where you want to go. Because you don't want to end up hitting your critical mass of not only learning, but uh, that momentum and everything like that. And then just kind of levering off and then you become stagnant. You always want to create that more momentum that will generate the momentum that's already there. Create that next wave. Because that's how the ocean works. Everything's done in waves. It's not one big wave and it stops. It's always these little small waves that turn into big waves and the bigger waves. And then next thing you know, you might have a tsunami on your hands. But is there a tsunami wave of people in the business world would like to create that fiduciary mindset in their businesses? I think we need to start that. And not only will it start in our education system, but it needs to flow over into our businesses and into our higher education, like in our colleges and everything. And also will flow over into everything else that we do in the arts, in the sciences, in the tech, um, social media spaces, everywhere. If we get to that point that it starts to grow like like something you've never seen out of a, uh, a movie and you see that tsunami wave just going across multiple platforms and multiple paradigms, I think that's going to be very good for the business landscape. It's going to create that incentive and that way of innovation that we truly need but at that core will be the commonality of the human dynamic in movement of how we became where we are today in this life it's because we wanted to feel not only a part of something bigger and feel feel needed and wanted and wanted to be contributing to something that's going to be profoundly life-changing and probably maybe altering in some respects. It's just look what Elon Musk is doing with SpaceX. He's fundamentally changed the way that we can probably do the next frontier into space. And now other people are following his lead. Jeff Bezos has uh, got his space program. Um, Richard Branson's got uh, Virgin Galactic. But we need, as a country, need to get to that fiduciary mindset that we need to get that also off the ground probably in other ways too. Because the more that you're willing to serve others the more that you can get a benefit from that. And of course, they are going to get a, the biggest benefit of all. But also, their success will come back to you and your success too as well. 
in a lot of law companies, I think I've seen that yet. There's been some companies that I have worked for that kind of saw that, but they didn't run with it and, and grab hold of it. They just said it, but not really implement it. It's like, do as I say, but don't do as I do. And from a fiduciary standpoint, that's something you should never do. If you're going to say and do something, you should always do that for the best interest of your client. Especially in business for your employees, administrators, HR. Because like I said, that only is not the right thing to do, it's the human thing to do. So, with, when it comes to fiduciary mindsets, I think the commonalities between the financial world and the business world are so interconnected and linked that people don't really see that. And I said that into many of my previous podcasts. We are so interlinked, interconnected, with the interconnectedness that's beyond what most people traditionally think. And if we can start seeing our eyes to be open to that and really see the light onto that, we will have more successful businesses, a lot less people unemployed, more people in better, not only higher paying jobs, but better jobs than they feel like that they're really good and suited in. It's not because of what we have told them that this is the job that you need to work at. This is a job that you want to work at. This is what you want to do. Because I think from a fiduciary mindset point, we want to end up getting to those people who know their role very well and can achieve that. And there's going to be people who are going to end up uh, having these um, other things to where it is going to run from one place to another. Because I truly think if we can be able to get to that real fine critical point and understand where people want to go, who they truly are, how how can we best attain their assets within them and the gifts that have been given to them, and really mold that to what's going to be good for them. That's what I want to do. That's what I think we need to do. And if anyone who doesn't want to do that, then I I, I, I can't really, I'll be willing to help you, but I, if you have your mindset that you don't want to help others, then there's only, there's only so much I can do. But that's what I want to do is I want to create that atmosphere to where it's so inviting, so invigorating to a point that we are going to achieve more together than we would as individuals. But see, as individuals, we need to end up having, like I said in previous podcasts, 
having the autonomy and freedom to make what we do our own and make it to where we are not necessarily doing a job but doing something that we love and it's, and it's passion that drives us to do what we need to do. And I think that's part of the, 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 the brainwashing ability of what's been taught to us for so long. We've been taught for so long, for so long, that you had to do this particular way. You had to do it this particular way. That's why there are people in, in companies who think outside the box and do things so differently. They become the entrepreneurs of the next generation. Look no further than Jeff Bezos. He wanted to do something totally radical when it comes to, to books. He actually was delivering books out of his car and he started his career out of his garage and he borrowed money from his step-parents and look where he's at now, the richest person on the planet. But he didn't get there by himself. He had other people along the way to, who got them there as a team. And he had their best interests at heart and they had his. And that comes from a fiduciary mindset. It's like another previous podcast I did. The episode was about all in. Either you go all in or you are all out when it comes to being an entrepreneur. I think that totally relates to the business world. You either go in all in, full bore, or you don't do nothing at all. And you stay out of other people's way. Because especially when becoming a fiduciary, you're not going to do nothing halfway for your client. Why should we in our businesses today do everything halfway or just a little bit or three quarters of the way and we say that's good and fine and okay to do? It's not. You are in it for the long haul, 110% full bore. That's what I'm going to do. Because when more people see that you're willing to stick your neck out for other people, and granted we all have to have that, those cognitive and really business ethical mindsets that we have to say, hey, this may not be a good thing for me. I may not want to do this for that person, but I may do it for that person because that's the human nature of who we are. We have to make those choices in which I get that. But what we fundamentally need to do is have that ability to do that for everybody, no matter if we hate them, we like them, we love them, whatever. It's like what my mother has always taught me. If you kill people's kindness, they will come to you better than anything else. Because you can't attract bees with water. You attract bees with honey. And the more that you create that excitement for people, more and more people would join the cause. I mean, look at look at some of the movements that are going on today in our society. How did they get the mindset of those people to join those movements? 
there's got a root cause that we can fundamentally see and see the commonality into that. Whether it be good or bad. But there's that common neutral thing that that goes both ways. And a fiduciary can't sway that pendulum into the negative. And I think that really is truly so fundamentally true into our businesses. We can't really subvert the very thing that we want to do for our employees, our HR personnel, operations, management, supervisors, trainers. Because if we're going to basically undercut them and basically cut their the way that they're working, let's say, quote-unquote, at their knees, then the, their, their development and progress is basically stunted because you either you're too afraid that they're going to be more successful above you and you think you see that as a threat or you want to take all the glory and accolades and the accomplishments for yourself for what they've done but a person who's true and genuine and who is selfless and will will not think about themselves first but think of others they're not worried about that. They're wanting to see the success of others grow even more than they are wanting themselves. Because I know everything will come back in time. It's, it's, it's the universal law of, of the natural order of things. The more you do good, the more good comes back. And I think if we, like I said, get those kind of things back to where we, we are as... A human race, and as people, in businesses, large, small, medium-sized bomb and pops, no matter where they are, I think we can definitely turn around a lot of the things that we're facing, not only as a country, but as a society, especially in the business landscape. Because then the natural order of things will start to come up and the free market system will really start to rev up and then you will see these wages go up. People more involved in their own uh, developments in their businesses and the businesses get more involved with their employees and then management gets more involved with their employees than ownership. It, just, it goes from one thing to another. It leads up and down the whole entire business spectrum. But if we're not willing to do for others for the sake of doing the right thing and doing the human thing, we are not going to be successful on anything or maybe even everything. Because I love the acronym of what team means. Together, everybody achieves more. When I had that great interview with Greg Vossler, with my business partner, Jezreel White, and I said this before in previous podcasts, but if you guys are just first-time listeners, I, would, I definitely want you to hear this.
Greg asked me, what's your mission statement, Chris? It's like, I really don't know. But I, I, th there's a quote that I came up with. And uh, I, 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 I fully believe in it. And, and I'll tell it to you. He's like, what is it? I said, Greg, if I help you, you help me. Then we help we. And he said, you got to make that your mission statement. That is so right on target. And without batting an eye or blinking, without hesitation, my business partner, Jezreel White, turned around and said, hey, this decision made, that's it. That's our mission statement of the podcast and our company. Right there. It was done. Set in stone. And Greg and I and Jezreel Lab said, executive decision made. Just <laughs> And, and and that to me is just what it's all about. Because it's not about me, it's about you. It's about us. It's about we. Because if there is an I in team, you know what we end up turning into? They're very robots and mundane people that society has taught us for so long for us to be coming. Do you want to go to work as a robot and don't have no autonomy or freedom or to use your critical thinking and use common sense? Do you just want to just be that robot every single day where you're at work? I sure don't. Jesuit don't. Greg Glossler don't. And the many and many other great entrepreneurs that we have spoken with, they don't. Because we need to turn this business landscape and flip it on its head. Flip the script. We need to end up creating that excitement to where what me and Jezreel are doing will be the next company that you can look towards and say, Hey, how did these people get started? They got started on LinkedIn. Who do they know? Okay, let's see here. Daryl Frader knows Gary Vanderchuk. Daryl Frader knows Chuck D from the rap group Public Enemy. Chuck D founded the record label Slam Jam Records. Oh, Jezreel knows Leah Henderson, who is the VP of Accounts Receivable at Slam Jam Records. I know Leah. And it's what Jezreel said to me when we first started talking. It's the people that you know that you know now is who you know. It's who the people that you don't know is who you need to know. I think when it comes to a fiduciary mindset, if you do the right things and keep on doing the right paradigms and ethics and things that's going to be good not only for the company but from, from your own personal point of view, it, that's going to carry over not only to employees, but then employees will talk and then you will duplicate that to other ones. So more people will see that and do that. And then it grows even outside the business. 
So when you go home, they're going to say, hey, Bob, I see you working at uh, X Y Z company. Why do you like it so much there? Well, there's a guy named Chris Berryman there who has a, created a great culture and mindset with his business partner, Jezreel White, that their, their motto and their mission statement is, if I help you, you help me, then we help we. Bob, I can't believe that. That's such a powerful statement. What do you do at that company? I do a little bit of everything. But I'm passionate about what I do. They give me the freedom to do so. They give me the autonomy to become very critical thinking, common sense, bring any and all new ways of doing things to the table and not be afraid to, to announce it. And, and it's an inviting culture. It's really no toxicity. It's very open-minded. Everyone's on the same page, that we have the same common vision, common goal. You should come work for us. We would love to have you on our team. Okay, you got me sold. What do I need to do next? Well, you can go ahead and talk to Chris directly. Get a hold of him. He would love to have have a sit down with you. He'll interview you. But it's going to be not like traditional interviews, though. I will tell you that. He He's not worried about resumes. He wants to be focused on you. That's what he did with me. So, Bob, get ready. You will hear a lot of great things about the company, but he's going to ask you things about you to get to know you. Oh, I've never heard about that before. No company has ever done that for me. Bob, the people that I've worked for has always asked and looked at my resume six seconds or less and not really pay attention to me at all. That is so awesome to hear. And as you see, ladies and gentlemen, just like right there in that example I just gave, that's how we can start doing that. If we can create that so much of an inviting culture and excitement and the enthusiasm that's going to carry out outside of the business. Word of mouth is the best form of advertising, bar none. That's what is also part of this mission of this, the show is. To create enough excitement. Create enough people not only to listen to the podcast... But here, a lot of the great messages and hopefully great takeaways from what I'm telling you guys. And hopefully it's going to hit home to you right, in, right into the center of your heart. And also in, with that great entrepreneur spirit that you have. And no matter what business you're in now, when you're working in a, in a traditional business or as an up-and-coming entrepreneur or a well-established entrepreneur. Hopefully, I've given you a lot of insights and profound knowledge of where I have been and where I've come from that's going to give you that added value to say, hey, I never thought of that. That is very critical. That is amazing he brought that up. Because that's what I want to do. I want this podcast to be a resource for the other people who don't want to either 
go to HR or go to management or go to their trainers or their owners or whatever and say, hey, I may say the wrong thing there, but at least I'll have an outlet here on this podcast that I can reach out to Chris and Jezreel and say, I got this problem. Can you help me out with it? And then if business owners want to end up changing the toxic culture and the mindset of their company in their, let's say, in mid-management level or senior management level, and they feel afraid of what their owners and board of directors think or whatever the case may be, you guys are more welcome to come on to this podcast too as well and let us help you with your business too as well. Because I'm unafraid. I will talk to anybody and everybody in the business world, the business landscape, large, small, mom and pops, whoever, because it's not about me. It's about you and how we can help you turn a negative into a positive, turn something that was so backward and make it go forward. Or placing that right piece of that great machine that you have to make it really start running on all cylinders like a fine-tuned sports car. And then you create that team that will turn into that community, that will turn into that movement. And get it to a point that it will run so fluidly and uh, on its own momentum... You can actually take a step back and say, hey, I'm going to go on vacation for three weeks. Got to go. You guys enjoy the ride. And then you can come back three weeks later. Did we lose a beat? Nope, we actually made more money. We actually made more relationships. And that's what it's all about. It's about creating relationships. No matter inside the business... Outside the business, your clients and your customers, that's what it basically boils down to, especially in a fiduciary mindset. Fiduciaries start with a relationship paradigm. Salesmen start with a relationship paradigm. I have always started everything where I have worked at and done on a relationship basis. That's where it starts because you get to know the other person or you get to know the the couple or the group or the other business. Because if you get to know them first, everything else will come organically. Everything else will come to, to you and to them on a common ground basis. And that's what it means to be an entrepreneur in my view, and great leaders as well. Because I have this great quote that I go by. Leaders can't be leaders if they can't follow. Followers can't be followers if they can't lead. And I will take it even a step further. Fiduciaries can't be fiduciaries if they can't own up to being a fiduciary to themselves. 
Are you willing to own up to yourself and say, hey, I need to do right by people. I need to do the things that I would like to have done to me. Just like the Golden Rule says, do unto others as you have have them do unto you. It's, to be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen, it's just that easy. But we make it so hard. If we make it easier for people to not only understand, but to implement it and, and, and feel it within their bones that this is the right thing to do, why do we all why, why why do we get in 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 the way of ourselves? Sometimes, more often than not, we're the we're we're the own problem into the solution to what we're doing. But we're so focused on the things that are right in front of us, we just sometimes don't even take that step back and just say, "Hey, okay, how do we achieve this?" How do we attain this? So ladies and gentlemen, today's word of the day is fiduciary. And that's going to be the name of today's episode. Are you a fiduciary? I am. Can you? Yes. Should you? I believe you should. But the next question you have to ask yourself, are you willing to become that fiduciary to serve others? And that's when servant leadership also comes into play. Please, everyone, I would like to hear your thoughts, comments, suggestions. Show topics. And tell me what does it mean for you to be a fiduciary in a business or your business. I will put my personal profile LinkedIn profile page uh, in the description of today's episode and also the show website on LinkedIn. Please submit your comments and questions and show topics there. Or even if you want to recommend someone to the show, please do that on the show page. But if you're already on Anchor, please go to the voice messages section. Click on the the show. If you haven't already favored my show. And then submit those ideas or comments and questions or recommendations that you want have to have see other people to be on the show. That's only a feature all night on Anchor. And hopefully we can get this show to be become live and we can actually take phone calls when we probably accept phone calls. That's hopefully our next step in getting to that point. But let's have an engaging conversation about being a fiduciary in business. I want to hear from you guys. Surely I do. Big companies, small companies, supervisors, trainers, HR professionals, everywhere in the business landscape. I want to hear from you. But remember, 
the mission statement of this podcast and our company. If I help you, you help me, and then we help we. All right, everyone, have a great and terrific Thursday today. I will see you on the great next episode of the Bringing Humanity Back Into the Business show. All right, everyone, you guys have a great day.